pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left Live from GDC 2013. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Anne Scantabry. And, and who are you? <laughs> I'm Michael Fredrickson. I'm New Simon. We've been invited across the ocean once more by GDC to be their official podcast. We are incredibly excited to be here. And we have an enormous array of special guests for the next five shows. You can hear probably some of them in the background. They're penned up in the other room. <laughs> We've soundproofed this room with a curtain. <laughs> Perhaps needed more. We'll and find this is out. a pretty serious affair. I've, I've already noticed a, a major cultural difference here. There was a lot of solemnity during the, the theme song. Mm. I tried to, to dance and my other two co-hosts here very solemn game game faces on ready to broadcast so serious business think you're in for a treat let's do this <laughs> uh, very 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 important that this isn't just one life left but it's one life left versus Gama Sutra we're joined by their editor in chief Chris Graft here I am hey Chris welcome to the show Thank you for having me. Are you really excited about the next few days? Um, possibly. And our first guest of GDC 2013 is Charles Cecil. Wow, I'm the first, am I? That's fantastic. You are the first. The show just began, Charles. You should have heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there, are, there, there are three of us. There are three of us around this uh, around the mics. You see, so I assume that we were all going together. So no, I'm very honoured. Very honoured. Just so you can visualise, Charles is wearing a smart, thin blue shirt um, with his collar neatly pressed. <laughs> Charles, who who are you wearing? <laughs> This is serious. Are we going to have a fashion segment, a GDC fashion segment? But before we go on, we should really explain to our audience what GDC is. And I think the best person to do that is Chris. Uh, okay, let's do this. So, um, Game Developers Conference is the premier um, industry-facing uh, um, event where uh, around there's going to be around 18,000 um, game developers and uh, video game uh, media and uh, regular media. Uh, just going to converge um, upon San Francisco and uh, just talk about how they make video games. That's the thing that, that they do. The, the thing that's actually very interesting is that unlike television and film, um, developers are really happy to share uh, their experiences. Um, and the whole industry is changing so fast. And it's just great to be able to just get together and talk to people and find out what, you know, share, share experiences. And, um, you know, that, that's hugely beneficial, particularly for independent developers who, you know, the, the whole model has changed so much over the last few years. Um, and we're now self-publishing and we're self-funding. And uh, we've all got experiences to share with each other. Now, veteran listeners to One Life Left will be aware that you're almost a recurring character on the show. But this is actually your first show, isn't it? It's the first time you've been on. I was saying to Anne, it's appalling. Because I, I keep being invited and, and then, then get let down at the last moment. I get so excited. Referenced many times. And, you, you know, you've been a, you're a veteran of the industry. That's fair, isn't it? Uh, is that... 
Are you allowed to just call people veterans their face? No. <laughs> I think that's fine. Is after, it? After, if they're a veteran. Right after Veterans Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As in, as in, very ancient. I, I, wrote, I wrote my first game for the Sinclair ZX81 in 1981. My goodness. What so, was that? So, and what was that? Game? It was called. It was called Adventure B. It was called Adventure B, and it almost caused a scandal in the UK Houses of Parliament, as you well know, Steve. And you, uh, Anne, yes, as well. of course. It was actually the sequel. It was um, a, a game called Ship of Doom, where there was... Uh, it was... A, I mean, it was really, really shite. I mean, just terrible. I played it again. It's so embarrassing. But what... what in, in those days, you had a parser, which basically meant you typed in a verb and, an, a, and a noun. So you type, like, go east or, or, or get object or whatever. And um, people got so frustrated, they'd type in expletives. And then my game would come back and say, oh, there's plenty of that chance for that later, which was just, like, so puerile. But, but I was very young. Yeah. And um, this, this kid had... Um, and and, and the, the opportunity later was that you went into an android pleasure room and you stole her comb and her mirror and then, re- and then, fire- and then used it to reverse lasers or something really equally, you know, cheesy. But if you typed rape android then the game understood and this kid was so excited because he typed in this or or, or anything else any other word like rape and uh, his mother came in and saw it and took great offense and complained yeah well absolutely and complained to the aberdeen rape crisis and aberdeen rape crisis complained to their local mp and the local mp discussed it in the house of commons and tried to get obscene uh, that the obscene video bill was going through and this MP tried to get video games included. Now, had that happened, that would have had a profound effect on the games industry. And so, and, and I mean, it really would have been because uh, we were put in with the Texas. We would have been put in with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all these really nasty video game uh, uh, vi- videos that were being released at the time. Thankfully, it was voted down. So, well, that's good. So, Charles, you've been uh, shaping the industry for many, many years. Obviously, um, what are you here for? I'm, I'm here, I'm talking about uh, crowdfunding and Kickstarter. Uh, I've got a, a panel tomorrow. We launched uh, a Kickstarter appeal um, August last year. You did very well. Oh, it was just great. Does it feel lovely to be like, you are giving me money, this is Do great. you even know who I am, what I'll do with it? <laughs> I can't be trusted. What, what, what we had before, when, when we first started back in, in, the, in the early 80s, we used to go to what were called microfairs, where you'd actually sell your games to, and you'd meet your audience, and it was brilliant. And then publishers came along and retailers, and we got further and further back, and we had no relationship with our audience. What we've done in one fell swoop is we've cut out retailers, we've cut out publishers, and we're now working with and for our audience. And they're just wonderful people. The emails that we get through are just fantastic. Are they? Is, is the audience always wonderful? Or do they just have money? No, 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 no. They're wonderful. And they have money. The, the interesting thing he means is that... It. I can see it in no, his no, face. No, 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 no. Absolutely. And, um, and, and the funny thing is that you've got a, a wide range. And one of our, our uh, $5,000 backers, and, and that's an awful lot of money... That is a lot. ...never actually registered. So our community, um, co- community manager emailed him and said, look, is everything all right? And he came back and said, yeah, I love Broken Sword, um, and I'll get around to registering at some point. And, and I looked him up. He works in films. You know, he's like a, a very rich guy who just... Sort really of give like it a punt. Yeah. And, and, and that's... It, what did he get for $5,000? a good question. He comes to our rap party. But, I, I, I mean, will he come? I, I, you know, he comes to our... He gets lots of T-shirts. He gets can our... We, can we come to your gets, rap party? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, what? Rap party? <laughs> yeah. It's where people just uh, speak very fast <laughs> at, at a party. Until it's construed as rap. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wanted to play a game $5,000 bad? I don't it's, know that uh, I no, I'll, I'll tell you something else that's quite interesting, is that back in the day when Broken Sword first launched, which was at the end of the night, uh, middle of the 90s, um, an awful lot of people, I think, pirated it. And people have come. Those are the people who now, 20 years later, that's remember nice. it and, and, and are now coming back and want to, to relive it. So it's great. And just, if I tell you, can I tell you one story? Because it was so sweet. Got um, an email from, like, a few months ago from a guy who said I'm so pleased you're doing this because um, I, I really miss my grandmother who's now dead and I remember my in, endearing memory was going into a video game shop and she said you can have any game as long as I approve and of course he broke Broken Sword and they played it together 
and he said every time and he wrote this enormous great email every time he got stuck he'd go and he'd ask his grandmother and she'd say what have you done and they'd play it together so the relationship that he remembers with his grandmother from like 20 years ago was and a very fond relationship it was all based around playing this video game which is just great isn't it that is lovely but so you're you're essentially here to sorry teach. I not answer your question at all yeah so we're going to talk about <laughs> talk about talk about uh, Kickstarter um, yeah and uh, so what, what you Indies gonna, can learn from it are you going to be teaching people how to get money off other people or how to connect with their audience uh, uh, well a bit of both but what's what's really interesting is that you know clearly the banks don't work they, nope. they, I mean they just don't work they don't work in the US they don't work in Europe uh, they're they're, you know, it's it's like things, and so the markets are very interesting. When things don't work, they, they mend themselves, and the ability to communicate directly with our fans and to raise money in this. Because we're effectively we're pre-selling, so you know people pay fifteen bucks, and you know when the game is finished. But you know, I had to go out, and I was really embarrassed about this. and say, look, I'm really sorry, guys. We said it was going to be April, but it's going to be September. Okay. Now you wouldn't say that to a publisher because you just well, they wouldn't let you. Half the, half the people said, well, we didn't really believe it was going to be April. So, you know, that's great. And the other half said, just take your time. We, we're so excited. We've, wait, fi- we've waited five years. You know, just do it. There wasn't one negative comment. It's just fantastic, the ability. So what, what we do is we just try and communicate regularly with, our, with these guys. Do you we, think that means that people who leave negative comments have no money? Interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? Money flocks to positive people. It Maybe if you're to willing to pay positive, constructive money to something, you're, you know, more optimistic about it. I, I, I don't know. I think that's a great. Uh, our, our games are being adventures, being puzzled, um, are, are played by generally bright people. You know, pe- people who. <laughs> well, they, Good. They I mean, I've played them. So. Uh, there, <laughs> you okay. there you go. So, so, so we have a different kind of audience. We have an audience that, um, and. The audience, I think, is fed up with the idea of actually always having gone through retail, always having gone through publishers, and they're as excited to be working directly with us as we are with them. It's a honeymoon period. We are, get, you know, there are going to be some terrible flops. There's going to be some fraudulent ones as well. Um, I, Broken Sword's not going to be one of those. It's going to be a great game. <laughs> oh, I it's thought that was an exclusive. No, 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 no. It's going to be a great game. It's going to come out in September, I hope. Um, but but there will be some bad experiences. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens when this when this honeymoon period for for crowdfunding you know drops down. But then I think it'll just go back up again because, as I say, banks don't work anymore. You know, it's it's a great way to to, to communicate with your fans and, and and also to raise some money to, to build the game. You know, uh, last year, Charles, we had Cindy from Kickstarter mm. on the show. Did you? And she was great. We we tried to uh, kickstart One Life Left. We tried to get Kickstarter to give us some money, and they did. One dollar. One dollar. Well, I'm, seeing Cindy, I'm seeing Cindy tomorrow and I'm going to thank her she, she was great she was um, very helpful well thank you so much Charles for coming on the show we're going to put some music on now uh, to, uh, to allow us to sub you out for someone else it's no oh, reflection okay. on fantastic. you fantastic thank you very much but thank you <laughs>
You're listening to One Life Left, broadcasting live from GDC. What a view we've got from... It's incredible up here, isn't it? It's the 34th floor of the market, uh, Marriott. Marriott Marquis. But perhaps even more incredible is that Charles is shattered into pieces and out of him has crawled two new guests. <laughs> isn't this amazing? <laughs> uh, our two new guests, Frank and Manvir. Why don't you introduce yourselves, beginning with Frank. Hi, uh, this is Frank Savaldi. I'm the news director at Gamasutra.com, and I'm uh, very pleased to be here, Steve. Uh, I'm Manvir Hare. I'm a senior gameplay designer at BioWare Montreal on the Mass Effect franchise. Excellent. Well, that very concise. Crazy, that was very, very, very yeah. It's almost I, like you've I, done this before. I'd say we can wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a pleasure to be here. I'll see you on the show. That's, uh, you're very articulate. So, Manvir, can you tell us what you're here for? What are you doing? Uh, you know, I come to GDC every year. I find it very inspiring to talk to other devs. And, you know, you get kind of caught up when you work in games of what you're working on. Mm-hmm. When you see what everyone else is working on, I feel like you get inspired, you get refreshed. You kind of see all your friends we have once a year. You have some good parties and t- talk to good people. So I always come whether I have to send myself or I can get the company to send yeah. me. And uh, I find it just completely inspiring. That's great. So it's good just to have other people around that are doing similar things hearing them talk or even that aren't doing similar things and are approaching things from a very different angle and like oh that's really interesting I can take this very different idea and concept and I can twist it and take it back or I can propose new things to my company or my people that there's like things that sound way more interesting than what we're doing um, so are you uh, holding any talks this year? I am. I'm uh, doing one of the micro talks with uh, Richard Lamarche and hosts like probably the most popular session every yeah. year. So I'm doing a micro talk on Thursday at uh, 2.30 about Papoeo, love and death. Is what I'm Can saying. you give us a micro micro? Yeah, I, 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 actually, I, I could, but I'm not going to because it's a secret talk that only two people have actually oh. ever seen. And oh, it's a very Can you tell us what color it is? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a very personal talk I'm talking about. Like, Papoeo is a very uh, personal game about abuse and uh, alcoholism and so in the spirit of that I'm trying to just basically get the audience to think about making emotional content in games and not just games as escapism you know that some of the most touching things in our lives are these things that make us reflect as humans and that's really what I'm interested in as a designer and what I'm up to play and to build sounds macro to me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, have you do you see that as sort of an emerging thing that's in games people are looking to uh, engage with emotion and engage get the players to engage in different ways as well I, th- I think so I think we're getting past the point where games are just mechanics and just pastimes and there always will be part of that and that's fine but I think there's a lot of like the, to grow the art form I think you have to go that one step further which is make people emote in some different way and it doesn't have to be sad it can, like a game like Journey made me feel triumphant and wonderful and I, in a way that you know playing Grand Theft Auto maybe doesn't mm-hmm. um, and so I, I think there's a lot of people that are trying to do more of that now that we have the technology and we've kind of started to figure out some of the basics and push forward. Frank, yes. what are you most looking forward to at this year's GDC? What am I most looking forward to? Mm-hmm. Well, it was this uh, radio show. So oh, uh, this has been a bust, so, and, and I, I have no idea what I can possibly look forward to now. This is this is it. Uh, I'm just probably going to go to my room for the rest of the show. <laughs> I, I can understand that. You could, well, you might want to not leave your room after this. Well, you could listen to a recording of this show. I could just over and over on repeat. Um, I, I do want to expand expand a little bit on something Manvir said, though. Uh, you know, which uh, which is that you come here and you're kind of inspired by uh, you know getting out of your sort of studio shell and, and talking to other people. And you know, part of my job is talking to game developers all year long, but I feel like I'm only getting bits and pieces, you know, as the year progresses. But what I really like about being here is just the the concentration of all the different voices I get to hear at the same time just gives me a much clearer picture of what's actually happening in games lately, which uh, is a really exciting place to be. I see a question that uh, sort of appears in the games press every few years and it's uh, does game development really have rock stars you know does it need more characters do you find that who cares right <laughs> like what, uh, who cares about the, the, the people behind these things mm-hmm. like let the product speak for themselves I mean like you know there's not there's not a specific person behind Mass Effect we were talking about this earlier like Mass Effect doesn't need a rock star right no um, we, uh, you kind of get it out of like whoever's in charge so for us like we have Casey Hudson he's the executive sure. producer he kind of is always doing the interviews and he is kind of leading the ship forward so he's kind of the star, but it's not in the same way that maybe like Cliff Blazinski is probably the best example of the rock star kind of mentality. Well, the the problem with 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 the, with the sort of thought of a rock star is that most of the games that we think of as as you know needing a rock star are very collaborative efforts. Uh, I think I think games have sort of indie stars in a way that, but they're not you know rock stars to me suggests 
uh, you know, mass market and huge, and and, and and I think that's a fallacy for an art form that uh, requires a huge team to have a huge product. So what I might actually propose is that we don't need rock stars, but we do need, I think, our public developers who are public and willing to speak about their craft, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, a lot of bigger companies, and I work for a bigger company, sometimes don't really want that, because once you create a persona for yourself, you, you're creating value for yourself as a person, mm-hmm. but you're not, that, that value might become a problem for the corporation, right? Like, you can just walk away if you get enough name recognition. But, at the same time, the process needs to be transparent, so coming to GDC, you see all these people talk about the processes mostly transparently, you have talks with people over drinks that uh, frankly, we probably get lots of people fired, but you learn so much from those talks uh, and like, you, there's discussions and there's kind of inside secrets, you're like, oh, all these other great games are going through these same problems mm-hmm. I'm going through, and you feel a little better. It's kind so of I- like group therapy. <laughs> is that what we're calling, is that the tagline for GDC this year? <laughs> group therapy. Hug it out. <laughs> I would say I get more hugs and give more hugs. 90% of my hug giving and getting comes at GDC in one week. But 90% I've, of your annual take? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Annual, if we worked at all the hugs, like, and I'm a uh-huh. hugger. Like, I'm an Indian right. guy. Like, we are hugging people. Uh, but, like, 90% are at GDC. Wow. I, just walking here, I ran into five different people. I got five different hugs. Were, were, were they five distinct hugs when you say different? I uh, think so, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, all the hugs just start right now. The, everyone's got their own hug style, right? And then yeah. sometimes, like, you know, a friend of mine, Rich, I've, I've run him four times and gotten four hugs from him, and every one of his four hugs. Consistent? No, no, different. Really? He goes, you know, he goes for the, the I haven't seen you in a year okay. hug, and then there's a, hey, how's it going? I just saw you an hour ago, but it's great <laughs> to see you again. And yeah, there's, there's, there's an awkward hug. The awkward mm-hmm. hug is always a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like your, your, your hands just linger a little too long. <laughs> And the I haven't showered hug. Uh, <laughs> I, I thankfully I always shower. I cannot speak for Rich, but yeah, we'll ask him later. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's get him on here. We have him in the room. <laughs> so, do you think that uh, GDC is a very friendly, welcoming environment for people to come to? I hope it is. Uh, I think there's obviously been a big topic amongst conferences and stuff as, uh, in general. I, I know it. Key, I think it's a male-dominated conference, so I think at times it will have the normal amount of problems the tech industry has with mm-hmm. being unwelcoming towards women, which isn't that anyone's trying to be unwelcoming, but I think collectively we do stupid things, and I'm, I'm, well, it, I've been responsible it, for that. As right a now. woman, I also do stupid things, so <laughs> sure. I think it's totally fine. I, I don't think games are as far gone as tech, though, as far mm. as that goes. I, I think I think we're, we're a young enough industry that we can still kind of turn that around, and I think we are finally starting to turn that around as of maybe a year or two ago I yeah, feel like it feels like in the different. last year it yeah. feels like in the last year has been this kind of like you've hit this kind of point where if something happens people are pushing back and like I'm, yeah. I'm a lot more cognizant this year of making a dirty joke like just talking to my friend behind somebody because I wouldn't want to make somebody else feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. I need like I can make the dirty joke at the bar later with my buddy like when no one else is going to really be bothered when there are no women around <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's not even that you, just, Yuck. you don't want to make anyone feel unwelcome at a place and like I don't know who would or would not be offended by things that I might say. Well, it, it might have started as a, as, a, as a gender issue, you know, like not wanting to, to uh, insult women, but I think that's kind of graduated uh, across the industry of just wanting to be inclusive of everybody. And, and that's it. I mean, I'm a minority, and I feel... I, I've spoken at this conference about diversity and a need for greater diversity in our games and in our workforce, and I, I firmly believe it. And I sometimes I look at my office, like in previous companies, and I'm like, I'm the only minority or one of a handful of minorities. And you feel... No one's making you feel like an outsider, but you still feel like an outsider. I think you just, sometimes you just grow to know and notice those sorts of things. And so I'm cognizant of that kind of straddling the line where I'm a male, so I'm in a dominate, dominant, like, you know, sex, but I'm also a, like an ethnic minority. So I have, had the bad side of that, so I kind of see both angles. And I think that's, that, that kind of perspective helps. We're a very inclusive radio show. The most inclusive. Uh, we, we, we will literally make out with anyone. All kinds of styles of hugs. Hmm. All of the hugs. <laughs>
emerging from the deepest trance and back to two new guests. Who are they? You can hear Sleepy Time Jesse meeting the Forest Elders. It's a piece of chiptune music we've taken from chipmusic.org. Amazing chiptunes there. You should go there and download everything. If you're able to revive yourself from the deepest relaxation of your life, we'll have more game-related conversation just now. (laughs) We should explain that uh, after this recording session, we're going for a team-building session. We're going off to do some karaoke, and that was Chris. How strange that we should be doing karaoke. limbering up. It will include both rap and singing, which is pitched rap. (laughs) Thank you, Michael. (laughs) We have a new special guest, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Jonathan Banks, and I work for Telltale Games. I'm a lead environment artist at the company, and recently just finished the video game The Walking Dead. Jonathan's shirt is a thin white shirt like Charles's, and it has a grid on it. Uh, the collar is similar to Charles's, but certainly lighter in color and hue. Jonathan, can you tell our listeners a little bit about Telltale Games? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, So Telltale is uh, really the leader in episodic gaming. Uh, We've been really focusing on games with stories, and that's really our focus. And we just recently um, got done with a really well-received game called The Walking Dead, which pretty much was a culmination of er everything we've been working on for years. Um, and we were really well rewarded with it with a few Game of the Years and a few other things. So. That's exciting. Yeah. Trinkets. Sparkly yeah. things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what are you here to do at GDC? Yeah. Are, okay. you, are you busy or are you just here for the laughs? I, um, well, both. <laughs> so um, I'm here giving my first talk at GDC. Uh, so I'll be talking on Thursday. Will it be micro or macro? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> 25-minute talk, um, basically on the art of the Walking Dead, and some of the approach we took to uh, really create art in order to tell the story that our writers crafted. Okay, that's interesting. Who do you feel like you're going to be talking to in this talk? Have you pitched it to a certain type of audience? I think mostly students, but <laughs> no, I'll be talking to pretty much all game developers. Um, anyone that's interested in learning basically the process of creating art at Telltale and what it takes to create art for games that are heavily story. Focused. What was your so you're creating art for a story that that came from writers? What's the iteration process like there in trying to produce their vision? It's a, a, a huge iteration. Um, one thing that uh, I talk about with my talk and especially with The Walking Dead is how to create art so that it's able to be iterated on once changes to the story occurred, which is really critical when you're, um, especially with games, you never really know. Um, it's different. You can, you can really read something sometimes and it just works, but with games until you actually get to see it played out, you're really not sure how that's going to work. So creating art, 3D art especially, takes a really long time. And so if there's a change to the story that occurs, it can be really difficult if you don't have the correct production pipeline in place in order to create this um, And so one thing that was really nice is right up front, we created a few uh, important techniques and made sure everybody was on that. And I'll go into this a little bit more on Thursday. No, do the full 25 minutes now. I can start (laughs) out. But just basically just setting up processes so that when changes to the story did occur, we were able to actually iterate upon the art and make their vision work. So when there's this cost to kind of responding to a note like that to, if a writer's not happy with the art how do you help the writers or you know other you know creative folks involved with this sort of decide what the most important changes that you want to spend your your time and money on are and that, what might be that's a really good question and um you know we work with producers basically to figure that out um we have a lot of meetings basically to decide what is the top priority but also sometimes just you gotta you know everybody at telltale is a, a, a self-motivated and a self-starter so we just you know sometimes just Give them, give them everything they need. Basically, every single person is. There's not like one guy. There's like, got to be a slacker where, somewhere. Yeah. Where, yeah. <laughs> Name and shame. Yeah. We're, There's got to be one guy who needs a little push. Yeah, yeah or we're, girl. We're getting I, we're, so big now, but uh, no, everybody, everybody there. You know, I think that's that's the culture at Telltale, basically, and um, it's why we're able to to do what we do. Why zombies? Yeah, what the hell? Because they're awesome. (laughs) Uh, One thing that's really cool about The Walking Dead, though, I will say, is that um, 
you know, I love zombies, I love making games, but it's really about the characters and the situations they're put in place. I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but no, 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 zombies it's true. really aren't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, like the, mean, the Walking Dead, um, the thing that um, The Walking Dead does a bit different than other zombie video games, and there are tons of zombie video games, is that it's not about the zombies. And that's, uh, it seems counterintuitive, but it's about the people. You know, it's like The, the Walking Dead, I mean, it, you know, why don't they just call it people? People, not the Walking Dead. <laughs> That's right. The that, people. You could call it girls. That's really inclusive. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's taken, Steve. Yeah. Uh, no, no, but 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 it really is. It's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, what, what if what 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 if what if the people sitting at this podcast table were that's like thrust into a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> apocalyptic zombie world and that's kind of what it I sounds I would die like. immediately <laughs> yeah and there are some people who die immediately in The Walking Dead well yeah. wait a Perfect. minute but I think also sometimes just looking at The Walking Dead you know the characters who sometimes think they're going to die immediately are the ones that actually become the leaders oh well so take that that would be actually a good story point and that would be something unique to The Walking Dead I mean that's really what The Walking Dead you know it touches upon is you know putting people with imperfect lives and imperfect pasts and seeing how they survive this and I think when people are actually faced with adversity sometimes the you know the best comes out of them and they really sometimes do shine as natural leaders so give yourself some some credit well, you we'll might, see. We'll see. When you might lead to, us out when you, when you decide that you're going to make a zombie game <laughs> right and there's there's a lot of zombie media out there these days uh, what what story points do you look at to decide what kind of zombies you're going to have that's a good question. I would ask our writers that. <laughs> so, um, I deal with more how they should look and everything right. like that, and how to. You know, how should they look? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How should they look? That's a great question. So, are most, they unbelievably fat? Well, so most. Um, what's unique about The Walking Dead too is that um, you know most games on the title that are dealing Wait, with zombies. Wait, did you just announce The Walking Dead too? No. That sounded like yes. an exclusive. Yes. That's it. exclusive. I'm going to hit exclusive over this right now. It's actually yeah. already been released. So. <laughs> um, no, it's a leak. It's a leak. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but basically, The Walking Dead, we took a very stylistic approach, which is very different, because most post-apocalyptic games are you know, very realistic and gritty. Like the real post-apocalypse. Yeah, well, you never know. It could be, you know, the nuclear could could be bright colors and stuff from weather basically going nuts or something I like that. I expected to be, yeah. But really, you know, I think, and, and you know, I started out as a comic, so that was a really good approach for us because Telltale's really known for uh, stylized adventure games. And, you know, it was a big risk for us to take that, but I think it's one that, you know, just added to The Walking Dead. It was different, you know, people... You know, we weren't doing a shoot or anything like that, and we weren't going to compete with a realistic game. So, The Walking Dead was a comic before it was a game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's. A- <laughs> so, when you're on the art side of that, how much did you want to like have visual callbacks to the comic in scenes from the game? Absolutely. Like, did you just lift anything? Could you give me a specific I mean, example? I can, I can, yes. So, we lift um, things all the time. There's yes. nothing to There's be nothing to be ashamed. I just lifted a glass of whiskey to my um, mouth. <laughs> you know, you, it just makes you more efficient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will say that. So while most of the stuff was concepted for the game um, we did take you know look at the comic for example Herschel's Farm mm-hmm. and that's a really big part in the television series but also in, in our game as well and also so you know just looking we didn't really have time for concepts uh, for that specific environment was there an iconic frame um, there was it was a top down view basically and that's how we gray boxed the whole area out and then there gray was gray box a, uh, yeah that's basically the process of um, really just uh, getting getting the game built really quickly so that you can start mocking up gameplay it's not final textures or lighting. Um, is it grey boxes? It is grey boxes, yes. Oh, very good, Steve. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Sometimes we'll slap some textures on there, but it's like really a grey texture? <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> Lambert. Um, oh, but no, it's, it's a good way to get the game going so people can yeah. start playing it, setting up cameras, yeah. and uh, where we can then, once all that all that is in, we can really decide where to you know spend our time to polish the stuff out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you hoping to learn personally from GDC over the next few days? Jesus, what are you going to get out of it? Um, Where do you where do you personally lack? (laughs) I can't answer that. But I will say that um, I've been attending attending GDC for about five years now, and every every year I get something new out of GDC. It kind of tells me where I'm at in the industry. It tells me where I want to go. And there's not like I go to GDC basically to basic to, to figure that out. I go to meet friends, and I go to just you know 
hang out. Like, I just got this email. And yeah, we just hang out. This, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go hang out in a random hotel room to Are do you a podcast. glad you made that decision? I am, yes. It was very fun. It's a new experience, and that's really, you know, what I think I'm looking to get out of GGC, and I hope more people are. It's a good time to meet with new people and really kind of celebrate the We're industry. awful. Yes. We're awful people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes you awful. No, you guys are awesome. <laughs> listening to One Life Left live from GDC 2013. We're still up very high, aren't we, Steve? Still still in the same room. Which is really fortuitous, because <laughs> it would we be an dropped. awful recording if we weren't. Tomorrow we won't be. Tomorrow we'll be broadcasting from the show floor. And it will be even more noisy. We'll be six levels deep in hell. Yes. Uh, we have subbed out our oh, two co-hosts from a second ago. Jonathan and Chris have left us, but in their place we have Jen Frank and Lee Alexander. Jen, why don't you introduce yourself? What is your height? I'm Jen Frank, and I'm five foot four. Excellent. Uh, I, I, maybe about yourself, you know. Who are you? What do you do? Oh, why are um, you here? Well, I write. I'm here to write, and also to be with you. Oh, that's lovely. Well, that's you, lovely. Well, it's my, it was my so, uh, driving motivation. Jen, pl- Jen is going to be uh, joining us on the show uh, in... Uh, when we're on the show floor so Correct. you're going to be co-hosting with us Michael will be doing half of the shows you'll be doing the other half of the shows and I'm gratified I'm so gratified to be here thank you whereas I feel very competitive oh <laughs> oh no no no, no. I, I'm, well. just, I'm just so glad to be here Michael uh, so you may recognise Jen's voice yes oh yes let's have a little right. chat about that Jen yeah I had a banner year thank you um, so why would people know your voice? And people know my voice through a game by uh, an Irish gentleman named Terry Cavanaugh. He made a game called Super Hexagon. And I um, I just pushed my way in. Good. I became the voice of it. That's excellent. Yeah. Because usually in Super Hexagon you're trying to push and, your way out. And I say the word excellent in it like this. Excellent. I, I didn't hear that word a lot. Excellent. Right. Maybe Maybe we should try and reproduce that right now. Mm. Oh, I think that'd be lovely. Yeah. A little live hexagon, which I might point out is much more interesting than a live rhombus. How are we going to do that? May- Michael, can you throw down a beat? Yeah, let's cut the music, and I'm going to need you on the high frequencies. A little... That's you, Anne. Should I help? Should I help? You lose. That was exceptional, team. That was that was really nice. And for those of you listening on Resonance who aren't aware what a video game is like, that is exactly that's, that's what exactly what is, it's like. That is exactly as close as you can come like. to enjoying a video game without we, playing a video game. Should mm-hmm. we announce uh, somebody? Who... You will have heard a, a second voice right then, and I that's did mention right. her a, a moment ago. She has been unbelievably quiet so far it's Lee Alexander aren't you proud of me I'm so proud proud of you (laughs) Lee Lee, why don't you tell us about GDC your hopes and your dreams my hopes and dreams Um, GDC is the crucible of all my hopes and dreams in fact Um, all of us who live and make and create and work and talk about games on the internet convene in San Francisco this one week out of the year 
to mutually share our hopes and dreams and our feelings. And it's actually really kind of powerful. Um, and especially this year is an incredible year. Um, there is an unusual number of incredible creative women. Um, there is an unusual number of my friends. Um, so I feel exceptionally inspired, comfortable, and excited to be here with everyone and um, have them talk to me about what they're working on. So you're here to do work, but you're also here to just generally... Oh, I'm here to get drunk with you, Steve, and sing I, I think that's why we're all here. Are you yeah. going to have a little bit of fun, too, um, while you're at it? Um, you know, you, if you know... I mean, this is our first year hanging out. Um, so you may not know that I don't like um, to really drink and party. No, she does not. And I'm an incredibly reserved, uh, demure, delicate and shy young lady. Quite. So I've really just come here to go to bed early and uh, get work done. Yeah. Um, she's teasing, I think. But I've gotten nine hours of sleep each night. So. Well, see, I'm and- from New York, so like my whole thing is that... I feel like I am going to bed. I'm three hours ahead, uh, three hours behind. So it's like, oh, well, I've gone to bed at 11 and I've woken up at noon. Yeah. Is this what Girls we, is like? Yes. 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 Yeah. And girls yeah. is like New the York. The show is yeah. like this. Yeah. For our listeners um, in uh, London, where, what part of America is New York? It's northeast. On the right. On the right. Okay. Um, in the you know, Lee and I talked about this and uh, earnestly, if I may, uh, briefly and earnestly. Uh, this is the one week out of the year um, that I get to live real life. What do you do for the rest of the year? Hibernate. She's a robot uh, a construct on the internet with a resonant voice and a gunshot wit. She's a fantastic writer, so that's what she does. So this is when you become real. Yeah, she's um, an entity like Mother uh, Brain. But I'm gonna. What is not a vacation? uh, What does that mean? Real life. It's it's actual work. Um, GDC is work, by the way. So life is work. I realize there's a drink in one hand. Oh yeah, it's all work. Um, The rest of it is boring. You wouldn't want to know a thing about it. I'm working um, very hard to drink with you tonight. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Steve. Hi. Uh, Three things. Three things you hope to happen this week. One. Mm. Line. Um, <laughs> Two. Sorry. Um, well, I hope we win at IGF. This okay. is incredible for me because I've always. Been and what's impressed. what's IGF? Oh, that's uh, the Independent Games Festival. There's an awards ceremony each year, Steve. And um, uh, this year, Super Hexagon is up. We're up for, uh, I believe, game design. We were also at the Baptist. Which I missed. Um, yes. So we're at, that's, uh, yeah. good. that's pretty cool. Yeah. How about that? I I could have gone. I might have gone. So your your ambition ambition number one for this week is to win an award. Very ambition good. First num- ambition. Ambition number two. Oh my. Um, to remember a night after it happens. That's definitely <laughs> number two. Okay. Um, so and, and three. Three. That's maybe huge. to learn something. <gasps> I don't know. Yeah, there there a is a conference going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have a moral at the end of the story. You, you see, uh, one life left has been given some tasks for this week oh, by yes, our we by our normal co-presenter Simon Byron. He gave us a list. Of, he gave us a list of tasks that he wanted to see us realise this week. Can you go through those? Uh, yes. This week we must break an embargo. Two. Do you guys know any secrets that we can talk about right now? Many. People would lose their jobs. My well, that's not our concern. Kingdoms. Our concern is uh, is to do what Simon tells us. I mean, we literally only do what, si- what Simon says. Um, that's kind of a game. I'd love to gossip. Let's see. Okay, well, we'll, we work the the we we'll work on the... We'll work on breaking... Okay, yeah. se- second we'll thing. Uh, second thing, we need to apply for a job. Do you guys have any jobs going that we like could apply for? for? Yes. yes. Sure. Would you like to be, would you Isn't like that what we are doing right me? now? Wait, you yeah. are working. This we are a, working for this is a, right now. This is a temp but position. But this is not a, a written editorial. If you would like an internship, mm-hmm. I, I would love an internship. Well, I left this completely out. I'm the editorial director of the website called Unwinnable. Do you have any jobs? Yes. Yeah, we need to apply yes. for a job. Yes. Okay, yes. point... What was the next I thing? I work there. Jen, can I work there? May I submit you a piece for your Get your own list of tasks. Uh, number three. Next? I thought we were guests. Get a job. Mm. Cut your hair. Right. Well, actually, well, we're going to collect you some say hair. That. Oh, uh, task three is collect hair. Can we have all or most collect of your hair? Mine. Yes. Sure. 
Just uh, Jen is actually all right, famous Simon. for the master sloppy ponytail. That's right. And I'm That's famous right. for the fact that I've dyed my hair six times this year and it's falling out. So you just have to follow behind me. Excellent. Last night, uh, well, we'll Daphne be... David encouraged me to start brushing my hair. So oh, you that's actually on my list Don't of things it. to do this okay. evening. Nope, this morning I did. And our final task. Well, that was, that was five, so we're on four. Okay. Uh, four was push something over. I mean, this is a continuing theme with us, mm. really. One Life Left has been pushing people over since 2010. Mm-hmm. I heard that you pushed over the chairman of the IGF last year. Did we? Didn't we, you push Brandon over? No, we pushed Phil Fish over. <gasps> you pushed Phil Fish over, yeah. and I heard that you... I heard that he was angry about it. He loves us. He loves no, us. he loves us. He it's actually fine. loves us. We worked that out. Yeah. It's okay. That's, I, li- I like to hear that. But So this is not going to go very well with our fifth task, which is get invited back. How do you think that's going so far? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Hang out with me in general. Make sure you get into parties. Definitely. I know that you don't know or anyone make here. make sure you get thrown out. I'm yeah. I know sure. you guys don't have really good connections here. I no. know that you haven't <laughs> made a lot of friends here. No, we have no friends. We find it very um, difficult to make friends. You are not very sociable people, so if you stick with Jen and I... We will teach you how to behave here. Thank you so much. left live from san francisco the sun is setting outside well the sun has basically set and the moon is looking incredible over the bay in a great piece of astronomical reciprocity the moon has risen and it is absolutely beautiful and to honor this lunar moment uh, an incredibly a newly married couple has just sat down hello hi we're very excited to be here thrilled we've been joined by sarah and matthew uh as is now traditional and has been traditional for the last 45 minutes. Can you introduce yourselves to our listeners, please? You go first. My name is Matthew, and I have just been married to Sarah. <laughs> I am Sarah. I've just been married to Matthew. Okay. Yeah. But outside of your marriage. It's like a... Um, so, so, I so much not, myself not, that way. <laughs> not part of this hypothetical fictional marriage. <laughs> Which that, I'm enjoying. Yeah. Um, so my name is Matthew Burns, and I'm a game developer. Uh, I work at the University of Washington, and I also make indie games. And I write as well. So you're very busy. I am, actually. Are you very busy this week? Kind of. Um, I've tried to keep my schedule open, but, yeah. uh, you, know, uh, you know. Are you involved in any talks this week? Yeah. I actually gave one today. It was a panel. Oh, brilliant. How, yeah. how did that go? Well, I think. Uh, <laughs> were there any questions at the end? There were some questions at the end. Were they tricky questions? Were they like these questions? They were no, they weren't at all. They were they were not succinct like your questions. They were very ill-formed and rambly. And um, were they in English? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you able to answer everybody's questions? Um, well, uh, the panelists, because it was a panel, okay, and I was just moderating the panel. The panelists did answer the questions. Um, so was this was uh, this panel about uh, academia? Actually, it was. Yes, yeah. so it was about games and education. Yeah. So and so, what were some of the key things that you got out of that talk? Um, some of the ways that we can improve the way uh, educational institutions treat games and study games and develop games. So, is this uh, as courses teaching game development, or is this a, a, as a larger thing as? People incorporating games in other uh, other. It, it was about teaching games okay. and teaching how to develop games. Are academic institutions stuffy about games? Are they stuffy? About Are they games? stuffy? Maybe a little bit. Yes. One would argue that maybe that stuffiness is is one of the positive qualities, in mm-hmm. fact, that, that they bring to games. Would you be the one who would argue that? 
now. <laughs> so why not? So you think there it can sometimes be stuffy? I th- yes, I do believe that it can sometimes be stuffy. I I think that there is a place for um, studying games from an academic perspective, maybe even a stuffy perspective, um, but. That value, you know, has a, has a uh, kind of a long-term uh, payoff, and not something that necessarily is necessarily valuable to game developers today. That they will come back into the studio and implement the very next day in their studios. Sure. Michael, yes. Why are you Im- why are you ignoring Sarah? Well, <sighs> there's no one person to blame here. Yeah, I guess so. Sarah, what <laughs> brings you to GDC? Uh, well, I do voiceover, um, and I'm here to. See friends is what is actually going to happen, and then also create opportunities for more voiceover. Can we do a quick example of voiceover here? Yes. Can we do a scene? I'm Sell doing your it voice. right now. All right. No, um, there's yeah. here. You have just received devastating news via mail. Via the, uh, the you've hard, taken hard it out copy. of a mailbox. I've taken it out of a letter. You've opened physical. it up. The wait. Uh, do we need some foley sound effects for this? <laughs> yes. And oh, you've got to do uh, the sound effects. Okay. And open the letter. Oh, okay, Sarah pulls the letter out. She puts it up to her face. It says, Dear Sarah, with an H or without? With an H. Okay, they spelled it wrong in the letter. So that's the first Zing. disrespect. It says, The university you've always wanted to attend has turned you down. Also, FYI, your cat is dead. <gasps> okay. Uh, right. That's good. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> so much with so little. Just to chill everybody out, the cat's fine. The cat's fine. Well, thank goodness Petting for it that. right now. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, uh, you, uh, have you done any work on video games that we might know? Possibly. Are you allowed um, to talk about them? Yes. I You're am. just not allowed to see into our heads. I see. <laughs> I understand. Um, yes, well, let's see. Shul- uh, Skulls of the Shogun just came out. Okay. Um, Gone Home is in the IGF. It's not out yet, but I'm looking forward to its release. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, I do a lot of independent adventure games out of New York. Um, so people with an eye toward the indie scene in that genre might know them from um, Watch Die games. Okay. When you're training to be a voiceover artist, mm-hmm. what is a mistake that people who, have, who are not professionally trained make? Um, that's an interesting question. There's also a distinction between, in our hypothetical, are they a trained actor that no, is new to voice? they're untrained. If I just got in front of a mic for the first time, which I may or person. may not be doing right now, um, what is a mistake I might make if I were to record something for a game? Well, for a game specifically. Sure. There's any number of, I'm trying to draw all these little boundaries. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love boundaries. <laughs> okay, um... Well, mic technique is a certain, is a basic one. We should learn some of that. Can you you show me some mic technique right now? (laughs) It's been seven years. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's, so people often pop their peas, which sounds like popping their peas. Could I hear an example? Yeah. No. No? No, it's not. It's an ugly noise. No, it's a horrible noise. my headphones off. Are you going to go? Okay. Are you ready? Is everyone ready? Yes. The listeners are ready? Okay. Puh. Oh, no. It sounds terrible. It sounds like so air. So how might you stop doing that? And now tell me, uh, you are somebody, you're my boss, and I am selling uh, popcorn. Yeah. And you need to tell me to push the popcorn. Right. Do it without making a beginner's mistake. One way to think about it is to focus on the vowel that just follows it. So instead of thinking of popcorn, you think of popcorn, which is only a little Oh, better. my God. So it's a little bit, but you're easing knows. in. It's, it's like... You, it's, it's in your head. Yeah, it's popcorn. For seven years, popcorn. we've just avoided using words beginning with P. <laughs> yeah. Which is really unfortunate. Well, you can use them. Really yeah. they're back in your they're back in your tool set. P. Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, I really miss Paul, our long departed <laughs> co-presenter. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry, I just sent him she's to the grave. I didn't mean to do that. Bro. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't have the skills here. Fun game. <laughs> Paul Bearer? Mm-hmm. We need to move on from this topic. I'm sorry. That's understandable. What a death. <sighs> so what's next? Awkward silence, apparently. I think that's all we've got. So, no, 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 it's not all we've got at all. No, so, because these people are here at the Game Developers Conference. Specifically, if you are, for example, doing uh, voice work, uh, who do you interact with at the Game Developers Conference? Um, well, 
It's an interesting question. Um, I interact with everybody. I mean, as a as an actor I, that happens to love games and has loved them forever and enjoys thinking about them on many levels, as opposed to just the ones that are most directly related to my job. Um, I go to panels. I talk to people, game designers, people who do all kinds of things on the game. Um, I think that you know, in theory, I would just be talking to audio directors and people like that. Um, and I love meeting those people. Obviously. But in practice, but in practice, I meet everybody and I talk to everybody. And I think that. Um, they're all related. I think as an actor, it benefits me greatly to understand what um, other people's workflow is like, what the, how the game development process works from beginning. I just popped my pee. Did you hear that? <laughs> um, uh, from beginning to end, how these things are um, related to each other because they all have to fall into the same experience. So, um, so I do a bit of everything. Matthew, do you think this week will change you forever? <laughs> do you want yes. to be changed? Yes, I think it will change me forever. And yes, I do want to be changed. Uh, are you looking forward to anything? Uh, I mean, anything, anything at all, really. <laughs> am I looking forward? Give us uh, some hope here, Matthew. Yeah, We're really I am struggling forward it's bleak. to the, the rest of my life. I <laughs> what? I, what do you personally lack that you think GDC might fill in to make you more whole? Large wads of cash. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, aren't we all hoping for that this week? Yes, I th- I, I ho- I'm hoping that I will walk the halls of GDC and somebody will proffer me a lot of money uh, to make. Uh, Does that happen? Really? Which halls? The famous. Wait, GDC the, well, you don't know what hall that is. <laughs> yeah, that, hall, that you walk halls down. Of cash. <laughs> halls of is cash. it north, south, or west? <laughs> East. <laughs> oh, there's a secret <laughs> East Hall. I'm surprised you didn't know about this. Yeah, no. seven years you said. Mm. Yeah, I know. Terrible, yeah, isn't wow, it? Wow. Uh, are you looking forward to any other talks? Will you be attending anything else? I or will. is that it? You're done. done no, with I'm not. I'm I'm not done with talks, but I haven't actually chosen which talks I, I will go to. So I haven't planned it all out in advance. Oh, you just so go rookie, like I will probably. You know, the the morning of the day, I'll I'll look at the talks and I'll choose which look interesting to me. Good. That's excellent. Yeah. first broadcast from GDC 2013. But honestly, what are you going to do about it, you know? We can't extend time. Yeah. Actually, we could, because this isn't going out live. We could just do this all night. Yeah, do you want to? I'm up for that. Yeah. We have uh, a karaoke room booked in 22 minutes, so... I guess we'll go for that. We'll probably go for that, but we will be back tomorrow. I'm really, really excited about it. I think it's gone quite well, hasn't it, Chris? I think it's gone very well. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know. We don't really have anything to compare it to yet. I say tomorrow... Once we do the podcast tomorrow, then we can compare it to tonight. And see which one went better. Yeah, it's all relative. That's true. Uh, Jen Frank will be co-presenting tomorrow at 1pm. Are you excited about that? Today you've been a guest. Tomorrow you're going to have to do some of the legwork. Oh my. Steve, anything I can do with you. Anything. I just, oh, oh, my heart. We're going to have such a fun night tonight. Thanks. It'll be okay. <laughs> I think that's the best any of us can hope for. It'll be fine. But we've fine. had some lovely, lovely guests on. Mm, we we have. really have. Who is your favorite? I liked uh, Jen and Chris the best. Really? Yeah, I huh. think so. I feel like... Why? Well, um, primarily because they are physically near me right now. <laughs> and it seems to like be the least offensive answer. I think we've Proximity been very, very lucky no, I liked that. I liked that nice married couple. I liked <laughs> those tips about voice acting. I thought that was fun. Everyone has been exceptional today and we've been very, very, very lucky to have them on the show. Um, we're looking forward to tomorrow as well. Yeah, tomorrow is a, another day at the GDC. Chris, and do you remember who anyone knows? we've got on tomorrow? Um, hmm, no. 
Probably. It's be a surprise. Tell us, Steve. Yeah, it, 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 no, no, I, I do remember, or, and it's all in my brain, but it's going to be a surprise. It's, it's almost certainly going to be somebody who D's G's. <laughs> Yeah. Games. Oh, oh God, I thought God, you were God. saying Dick's girls. <laughs> <laughs> so it it'll be, be a heterosexual man. Or possibly. Or yes, exactly, and yeah, this is inclusive. Or somebody woman. named Dick's girls, which Or Dick Grayson is definitely also something known that could be as said on Robin, Robin of Batman and Robin. Stop sp- I said it was Perfect. gonna be a surprise. See it's anatomical. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. So this has gone very well, Steve. You Thank have you been listening having us. to One Life Left live from GDC two thousand and thirteen. And we almost got through an hour without talking about dicks. <laughs> so close. But here we are. So close. There's always tomorrow. We'll see you then. Bye, dicks. 